I'll say that again. There is nothing on Netflix that is more important than a healthy sleep. You are listening to the Synergy Women podcast, brought to you by women's resilience coach, Nikki Hamilton. Nikki offers expertise in women's health and has an inspiring passion for helping women navigate through grief and life's challenges to help transform and build resilience with grace, courage, and authenticity. Each episode, she will explore an aspect of women's health, offering you insights on ways to build your body, your mind, and your heart health to help you rise up with resilience. In this episode, we will explore body health for women. As a qualified physiotherapist, Nikki has both passion and expertise to help you with your health. Welcome everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Synergy Women podcast today. Now, are you a woman who is just so busy with a completely full plate that sleep, good nutrition, or the chance to take yourself out for some exercise to help you with your own body health just seems to be last on the list or completely and utterly out the window? If this is the case, then this podcast is for you. Now, my name's Nikki Hamilton. I'm really looking forward to sharing with you my favorite tips to try and help women with their body health. So what we'll be outlining are the essential steps that you need uh, for a healthy body, some key tips that are especially uh, applicable to women, and also how to start on some healthy habits for yourself. Uh, So let's just start by exploring. I mean, we all know what is required for a healthy body. It's not not rocket science. It's not new information. There's, There's plenty of information out there on what we should be eating, how much exercise we should be having, our our sleep habits, you know, all of this information is available. But why is it that so many of us can struggle with these simple, simple ideas to to help ourselves? Now, one of the key things now, I've been working with women's health for over 20 years now, and I think one of the key things that I tend to see crop up again and again with women is that that's just too much on their plate. They're just too busy. I'm too busy and I've got too much crashing in around me that I feel overwhelmed. And as a result, I'm reaching for coffee to wake me up. I'm reaching for wine to calm me down and I'm reaching for a wheel of brie or a packet of Tim Tams simply just to cope. So this, I think, is a really common barrier for women when it comes to looking after their own health is that busyness often just gets in the way. Uh, So what I'd like to do in this uh, podcast is just go through some really simple tips that if you are busy or overwhelmed, that are hopefully um, manageable for you to be able to help you with your body health. Because as we know, and as I've explored in other podcast episodes, your body health really forms one of the key pillars in your ability to navigate life's challenges with any kind of resilience. Uh, So I often use the analogy of the pyramids of Egypt. You imagine the pyramids of Egypt, they don't fall down anytime soon. They could withstand, you know, all sorts of windstorms, cyclones, whatever that comes their way and they're still standing. And part of the reason that they're still standing is they've got a really wide solid base. And so for us to be able to navigate life's hurdles or those feelings of depletion or if we are too busy, we do need to have at least the chance to build a really solid wide base. Otherwise, we tend to we tend to crumble, right? It, it, things are a little bit more challenging. Now, one of those key pillars, one of the three key pillars is, is your own body health. So having a healthy body means that you're able to cope with life's challenges with a little bit more resilience uh, and able to navigate hurdles with more ease uh, without that sense of overwhelm. Uh, So let's just start, you know, looking after your body health. It really comes, the first thing I'd like to discuss is just taking care 
of the basics. So these are just the basics that we need for our health. The first one is a decent sleep. Now, there are a couple of things that will prevent women from a good sleep pattern. Some of them are medical conditions like sleep apnea. So if you're snoring a lot or your partner's telling you that you're snoring all the time, uh, you know, get to your GP and get that checked. Uh, another medical condition that sometimes gets in the way for women is nocturia, which is essentially uh, women that need to get up and, and pee in the middle of the night. Now, it's quite normal to do that once and maybe even twice. But if you're doing that more than twice a night on a regular basis, this is certainly going to disrupt a healthy sleep and you need to see a women's health physio about that because there's plenty of women's health physios out there that actually uh, can offer you some really useful information to be able to prevent that and at least help you with your sleep cycle. But aside from those medical conditions that need a little bit more professional help, there are some really basic things that we need to be able to get a good sleep or a healthy sleep. The first thing is to actually switch screens off at least half an hour before you go to bed. So that's laptops, iPads, phones, anything that's a blue screen, uh, because that will disrupt your capacity to start falling asleep if you're watching TV right to the very last minute. So a really basic thing that you can do for your sleep health, switch off your TV half an hour before, put on some nice music, maybe have a stretch, brush your teeth, have a glass of water, whatever it is you need to wind down so that when you go to bed, you're ready for that, uh, ready for sleep. A couple of other things for good sleep health, uh, ditching coffee after lunch. I mean, I, I, I tell this to women all the time. I love coffee. I would hate for someone to tell me that I couldn't drink coffee, but after 12 o'clock is really not a good idea because it stays in your system for so long. So switch your screens off. Make sure you don't have coffee after lunch. If you can, reduce the amount of coffee that you're having as well. I mean, coffee is so strong these days. You know, I think what we were drinking 20 years ago of the um, Nescafe Blend 43 or whatever it was, was probably about a tenth of the, the strength of what we drink now in our, you know, piccolos and our espressos. Uh, so we, we really don't need much coffee. So if you're drinking more than two or three cups of coffee, I'd be really worried. See if you can reduce that if you can, but definitely ditch the coffee after lunch. So screens off, ditch your coffee, reduce your alcohol intake especially at night time, well, preferably not in the morning either, of course, but drinking alcohol before you go to bed, although it makes you sleepy and it relaxes your muscles, it certainly can disrupt a quality sleep. And just developing a good sleep routine, which means the, the same bedtime and the same rising time. Now, there's lots of information out there on sleep, but they're just the, the really basic things that you can do to try and get a better sleep pattern, which is all achievable for everybody. Uh, the next part of taking care of the basics is what you're eating and your nutrition. Now, I always tell women, start each day with a glass of water because you're often reaching for food when you're hungry. You're often fatigued or feel foggy in your brain or even uh, headachey when, when you're thirsty. So being thirsty can trigger hunger. It can trigger brain fog. It can trigger fatigue. It can trigger so many things. So just starting each day with a glass of water and making sure you sip water throughout the day. And I have a habit at work when I work from home, but also in the clinic is just having a bottle of water next to me at all times. And I just sip it, sip away at it all day. So just make sure you take your water with you. Really easy habit. If you've got it there, you'll sip away at it. Make sure that you've got some hydration. The other part of nutrition is, is what you're buying and what you're filling your fridge with. So if you can fill your fridge with healthy options, it means that when your motivation is low or when you're busy 
or when you're tired and you're, you're struggling to make decisions because you've got too much going on, you'll open up your fridge and at least something will be healthy there to choose from. So yogurt, fruit, veggies, a pre-made salad, a barbecue chook, I don't know, whatever it is that, that is easy for you to reach, that's a good choice that doesn't contain pre-packaged food, processed food or sugar is certainly going to be an easy way of you making a better choice with your nutrition. So the way I usually tell women to do that is to make sure when you go to the supermarket, just shop around the outside of the aisles. So the outside part of the supermarket has um, much better options for your health. All the, the crap is on the inside, the Tim Tams and the all of the sugar uh, tends to be down those middle aisles. So if you could just steer clear of them, fill your um, trolley with the outside and then go home and fill your fridge with that so that that way when you are depleted or running out of time or have too much on your plate and you've got to make a quick decision and you're not reaching for um, a tim tam you're hopefully reaching for you know some some yogurt and nuts and that that kind of choice is actually going to be much better for your health uh, so the last part of nutrition, so we've got sleep, switch your screens off, ditch coffee, reduce alcohol and get a routine going. Same bedtime, same rising time each day for your nutrition. Simply shop from the outside of the aisles, fill your fridge with some healthy options, drink more water. The last part of nutrition is, is just to make sure you have some protein and some greens or veggies with every meal. So that might be eggs for brekkie, uh, that might be a chicken and salad for lunch or fish and, and veggies for dinner. Um, but having some protein and some veggies in every single meal, um, whatever else you add is up to you. But if you can at least start with those, that's a really good step for yourself. So taking care of the basics means looking after your sleep, making some really simple decisions with your nutrition. The last part is actually getting some exercise. Now, there's lots of information out there as to how much exercise we should be getting. Roughly 30 minutes a day of movement is what's recommended. Now, you'd think that we could all do that. And, you know, I, I, as a physio, I, I get that in quite easily. But there's lots of people out there that put that on the last on their list of priorities. And then they're not sleeping well and they're wondering why they're not sleeping or they're not coping throughout the day. Now, exercise will actually help your sleep pattern. Exercise helps so many things. It, it helps your mental health. It helps your bone density. It helps your mood. It helps uh, your sex drive. It helps your weight loss. It helps your motivation. It can prevent and be helpful in preventing diabetes, in heart disease, in lung disease. Like The benefits to exercise are endless. If you want to Google benefits of exercise, uh, you can but there's a lot of research that supports it. So if you're the sort of person that's struggling to get some exercise in, technically you should be getting about 30 minutes a day of movement. For some people, that's just putting on your shoes in the morning and going for a 10-minute walk, and that's a good start. Uh, for women, we also need about at least two days a week of strength training because, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but ultimately strength training is, is, is great for our muscles but also great for our bone health. And we also need to get our heart rate up. So heart rate up means dancing, jogging on the spot, doing something that actually elevates, walking up a hill, something that elevates your heart rate. So exercise really, the, the general rules are if we can get 30 minutes a day, great. If you can do some strength training a couple of times a week at least, that's awesome. And if you can't do 30 minutes a day, even seven minutes of high intensity interval training, which basically means getting your heart rate up quite high for seven, up to seven minutes, even if it's a minute on, a minute off for seven minutes, that's actually not a bad start. And that, they, according to some of the research, you only need seven minutes a day of that and you're, you're good to go. So um, I often tell people, look, 
just put your favorite song on in the lounge room dance do that for the length of a song if you do that twice over that's seven minutes if you can get that done that's just one way of elevating your heart rate and getting a little bit of exercise and if all else fails the old incidental exercise is not a bad option either which just means every time you see a flight of stairs take the stairs don't take the lift if you can walk a little bit further get off a train station earlier, walk a, uh, or a bus stop earlier, walk the distance. Those small little moments of incidental exercise actually all add up. Uh, and they're all short ways of just being able to introduce a little bit of exercise into your sort of daily routine uh, to be able to look after yourself. So taking care of the basics really means better quality sleep, just a couple of choices with your nutrition and, and a couple of choices with your exercise, whether it's dancing in the lounge room, whether it's taking a flight of stairs or actually getting some more dedicated exercise for at least half an hour a day, either at a gym or some other uh, venue for yourself or with a trainer. Um, and, and I often recommend to women, like if you are lacking in motivation, personal trainers are awesome. Like they're, they're such a great way of being able to outsource that motivation. You've got an appointment, you fill it, uh, otherwise, uh, getting yourself to a class or a gym class or a dance class uh, with friends is another way of being able to just ensure that you actually move your body. Uh, it's essential. So now that we've covered just looking after the basics. So they're the essential pieces that you need to try and make sure that you're taking care of your body health. I'd like to, next part I'd like to explore is just developing healthy habits. I mean, ultimately, any kind of habit. We can have good habits and unhelpful habit, habits, of course. But like any habit, habits are really uh, driven by a feeling, a time of day or an environment or people. They're, they're basically triggers that make us do something. So for example, in the morning, I have a trigger to brush my teeth. So the triggers are I eat my breakfast, I feel full, it's a certain time of day, it's the morning, I'm about to go to work. These are all the triggers, the environment that I'm in, I'm going into the bathroom, I can see my toothbrush. All of those triggers make me say, yes, it's time to brush my teeth. And I actually just do it without thinking. I don't know if any of you stop and think, should I brush my teeth today? Can I be bothered? Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'll put it on the back burner. Something else is going on. You don't tend to do that because ultimately brushing your teeth has just become such a forced habit. Now, that habit might have been difficult when you were two years old, right? Your parents probably struggled with that. And maybe when you were a teenager, you, you were not so great with that habit on some days. But ultimately, over a lifetime, what happens is habits, a bit like, a bit like push starting a car, always take a little bit of energy to get started, like teaching a toddler to brush their teeth, a bit of energy to get started, but the momentum builds because A, you, you set a certain time, uh, you have a certain environment which creates a trigger, and then hopefully, if you find your why, so your big enough why to keep going, uh, you maintain that habit without having to put too much energy into it. So I don't have to waste my brain and mind's energy. If I've got a lot on my plate, I don't have to make another decision. Do I have to brush my teeth? Should I do this? It's not even a thought process. It just happens. Now, unfortunately, the same thing can happen with unhelpful habits. So just say an unhelpful habit might be I get home from work, I feel tired, that's one of the feelings that triggers me and when I'm feeling tired I walk up the stairs to the house and it's dinner time and I think oh the environment is I'm sitting down and eating dinner, I'm feeling tired, the environment is I'm having dinner, now what I'd like to choose is to have half a bottle of Shiraz. Now 
I'm instantly going to pour that and that kind of is the setting that I need to create that habit and soon that habit becomes an unhelpful habit because like we all know alcohol is not such a great habit you need at least four alcohol free days uh, a week to be healthy and alcohol has a lot of detrimental effects on your body health so so we can develop helpful habits like brushing our teeth or unhelpful habits like drinking wine every day that might be an unhelpful habit but they're nearly always triggered by this is how I feel therefore I'm going to do this or triggered by an environment or people around you so ultimately to to create a helpful habit we we want to be able to a like push starting a car put some momentum into it and then try and pick a certain day and a certain period of time or environment to get that habit rolling so sometimes we need to create healthy habits right and sometimes we need to deconstruct unhealthy habits in our body health so let's just go through now firstly how to develop healthy habits and then maybe how to deconstruct some of the unhealthy habits that you might have with your body health. So developing healthy habits, I always tell people a bit like climbing a ladder. Just say you're, you've got a ladder and you're about to climb it up onto the second floor of a building. If the first rung is 10 metres off the ground, it's too much and it's too hard. So if we're creating a new habit, if we put too much into it and say, right, to get this new habit, a bit like the new resolutions, right? You know, new year's resolutions when you go, right, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to run a marathon, I'm only going to eat lettuce and I'm going to drink water for the rest of my life, nothing else. I'm going to meditate for an hour every day. Um, you know, these are all of, the, all of these new year's resolutions are, are, are often not sustainable because they're just, they're just too big, the changes are too much. Uh, so I usually tell, tell women, when we're forming a new habit, developing a new habit, let's make it a really small step to start with. Like instead of a big ladder rung, if that ladder had like 20 steps on it, it's manageable, right? Like you can do it. And you just start with one habit at a time. Do that for a couple of weeks. Once that's rolling, a bit like brushing your teeth, then you can add the next habit. So climbing ladder one step at a time, do it for two weeks. Then I usually say reward yourself along the way. And don't reward yourself with a packet of Tim Tams or a slice of brie. <laughs> reward yourself with a high five. Um, maybe reward yourself with a massage or a facial or something that makes you feel good. So healthy habits are really developed by, by making a decision. I'm going to make this one small change. I'm going to do that change for a couple of weeks. And if I can maintain that, I'm going to give myself a high five and reward myself. Once that's now something I do automatically without thinking about, then I can add the next habit. So the habits that I like for women for their body health, these are really easy things. Have a glass of water in the morning. Now, I just do that every morning without thinking now. It's not even, it's not part of it. It's a bit like brushing my teeth. Wake up, have a glass of water. If you do that every day for two weeks, starting from now, within two weeks, that's just a habit that you don't even need to think about. It's just brushing your teeth. And then you can add the next thing. We've got more Synergy Women coming up, but first let's take a quick break. Would you like to give yourself the gift of dedicated time out to nurture your health and build resilience through life's challenges? Check out our retreats page at synergywomen.com.au. The next habit that I like, that's a nice, easy, healthy habit for your body, is once you've had your glass of water, put your shoes on and get some exercise before breakfast. Now, if that means just walking around the block, 
then that's okay. For me, it's usually walking or going for a run or doing some yoga or going to the gym. Like I make my choice depending on the weather and how I feel. But what I always do is do some exercise in the morning before I eat. And that's just a nice, easy habit that you can make. Now, it doesn't have to be grand. It can only, if you only want to make it five minutes, that's okay. If you have a glass of water and go, do you know what? I'm going to put out my yoga mat and have a stretch done at least you've actually started that healthy habit formation and then you can build on it right so your five minutes of exercise might soon turn into 15 minutes which might soon turn into look i actually feel good when i do this i'm going to get up a bit earlier and do 20 minutes of exercise and that starts the momentum rolling so next healthy habit that I, I like that's really easy is just making a healthy breakfast choice. I mean, I think we can all agree that things tend to deteriorate by the end of the day, right? Like you get tired, things happen during the day, something upsets you, and then it's like, oh, God, give me that Tim Tam or whatever it is that you reach for. If you can at least start the day with that with a healthy choice, at least you start things off on the right track, even if it deteriorates later on, um, at least you've started off on the right foot. So healthy breakfast choice includes uh, some protein, so eggs is a good choice. And so I always make a green smoothie. Nobody likes my recipe. I don't know why. I like it. But I guess you've all heard about my inadequacy in the kitchen. But a green smoothie is what I, I, I start my day with, usually in some eggs. Uh, yogurt, nuts, uh, these kinds of foods are good healthy choices. A bit of protein in there if you can. So nice easy habits, glass of water, put your shoes on, get some exercise, take a healthy breakfast. If you can carry that through to a healthy lunch choice, that's always a good option. So be prepared for lunch and plan that. Another nice easy, just the last easy habit that I like that's, that's easily done at the end of the day is to when you get home from work or maybe before bed is to lie on the floor put on some music and just have a stretch and even if that takes five minutes it helps to wind down the nervous system and mean that you're prepared for a more restful sleep or a more restorative sleep but that stretch out at the end of the day I like it sometimes when I get home from work because it means that I can kind of unwind um, so it's a nice way of me transitioning from my workspace to my home space is just to spend 10 minutes of stretching out. Um, otherwise, like I said before, you go to bed or sleep is another good choice. So there are five easy habits that you can take that are just uh, simple ways of improving your body health, which a bit like those steps in the ladder rung, uh, are just small pieces that you can do every day for a couple of weeks until it's habit and then you add the next one. Now, of course, like I said, sometimes uh, with body habits, body health habits, it's not just about forming healthy ones, but sometimes it's about deconstructing unhealthy habits. So if you've got a couple of unhealthy habits, just say your unhealthy habit is, look, I like to have a glass of wine at the end of the day and I know I'm doing it too much or I'm, I'm choosing chocolate at the end of my meal each day and that's not great for me, whatever it is that you're doing. There's a couple of ways, a couple of ideas around that. Firstly, like I said, your habits, especially your unhealthy ones, will be nearly always triggered by how you feel, the environment you're in, and maybe the people that are around you. So ultimately, you'll need to change one of those elements to start changing your habit. Because as soon as you're in the environment of like, I feel tired, we're eating dinner, I've had a big day, now I drink wine. Uh, if all of those elements are together, how you feel, who you're with and the environment that you're in, it will form a pattern where your next step is just to, to take a glass of wine. So ultimately what we want to do is kind of interrupt the pattern 
And so interrupt the pattern means, okay, I might need to change how I feel or I might need to change the environment and maybe introduce other people into my life to try and change that, that setting as well, potentially. Uh, so for example, if I feel tired at the end of the day and that's one of my triggers and then I go up and have dinner and Netflix and that's the environment that I choose to have one, all of those things potentially need to change in order for me to change that habit. So to interrupt the pattern, if I feel tired at the end of the day, I might get home and just go, do you know what, I'm going to take 10 minutes and lie on the floor and just close my eyes for five minutes or 10 minutes, take some slow breaths, just restore my energy. I know women that actually get home from work and before they go in the house, just sit in the car and take five, 10 slow breaths with some nice music on. It just means that, okay, I'm tired. Can I restore myself somehow? Can I change this feeling? Because, you know, I, I and I've had this conversation so often on my retreats is, can you change how you feel? And, and, and all of us will say, oh no, we, we can't change how we feel. That's not possible. If I'm tired of this, just how I feel. I feel resentful it's just how I feel and I'll often come out with this have you ever had like a disagreement with your partner and you're kind of like oh god you you know maybe stomping off and feeling angry and then your best friend calls you and you answer the phone hi how are you going yes so you can change how you feel <laughs> and it can happen in an instant so the feelings that trigger your unhealthy habits, if you can if you can be really aware of like, hang on a minute, this feeling of tiredness normally goes with me having a glass of wine. Can I do something to interrupt that feeling or interrupt that pattern? And what is it that I can, can I do? So for some women, like I said, it's lying down, taking a few breaths, a few slow belly breaths. For some people, it's like, do you know what? I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to have a dance, or I'm going to do something to interrupt the pattern in my mind so that the feeling is not part of the trigger. If you're feeling like I don't have time to lie down on the floor for five minutes and, and unwind, uh, sometimes even some 10 quick inhalations can restore your energy again. So what we know about the breath is that slow exhalations will calm you down, but quick inhalations will actually wake you up. So if you're feeling like, look, I'm just lethargic, tired, I need a quick wake up, 10 quick inhal inhalations uh, can, can help shift that for you and, and interrupt that pattern of, uh, of feeling that triggers the habit. Uh, so like I said, changing the routine, changing the environment, changing how you feel are all little steps of being able to, to, to interrupt the pattern which creates that sort of unhelpful habit. Uh, and another suggestion that I often uh, share with women is that, look, if wine comes after dinner for you or during dinner, postpone it during dinner and then after dinner, get up, brush your teeth. No one likes to drink wine after brushing their teeth, right? But if you get up and brush your teeth, again, you've just interrupted that pattern and created a new feeling and a new environment for yourself, uh, which means that hopefully you can kick that unhelpful habit. Now, there's lots of other ways of uh, deconstructing unhelpful habits, which we can explore in another episode, but they're just a few ideas. So the unhealthy habits to ditch as far as your body health is concerned, are excessive late nights with lots of screen time. There is nothing on Netflix that is more important than a healthy sleep. I'll say that again. There's nothing on Netflix that's more important to you than a healthy sleep. So if you're tired, set your bedtime reminder, switch it off. Just get in the habit of switching it off and try and switch off, like I said, half an hour before you're actually getting into bed. 
Other unhealthy habits to ditch, I've already touched on this alcohol. We need four free alcohol days a week. That's the recommended uh, amount, which doesn't mean, okay, on those other days, I'll down a whole bottle of wine. Um, try and take four alcohol-free days a week, which just means don't drink during the week. Just don't drink during the week. And when you drink on a weekend, make it social, enjoy it, but stick to one or two glasses. Don't overdo it. If you need to replace alcohol with something, like I said, often that replacement needs to happen, then, then pick some soda, soda water or glass of water to try and at least replace that so you're giving your chance uh, your liver a chance to recover but also your body a chance to recover i mean your alcohol has uh, so many negative impacts on our health it impacts our decision making it impacts our motivation it impacts um, so many things uh, within us that if we can just take four days off it's actually a really good healthy thing for our body other unhealthy habits uh, to ditch i've already touched on coffee but sugary foods Eating lots of sugar just means you crave lots of sugar. It just becomes this cycle. So if you can ditch sugary foods for yourself, it's actually a really unhealthy habit that you should uh, consider ditching. Uh, so like I said, just be aware of your triggers. Like what's the feeling that makes me want to do this? What's the environment that I'm in? What are the people, you know, and can I change any of those things with one step? So I'm a, a little bit closer to changing that habit. So far what we've covered for body health, my favorite tips for body health, we've covered the basics. So looking at sleep, nutrition, and exercise habits. We've looked at developing healthy habits with you know, the ladder analogy, thinking, okay, I'll just take one small step at a time, reward myself along the way. And I've given you five easy steps that you can take just to build on that process and that ladder. What I'd like to now just conclude with are just a few essentials really for women because women, we really need a few probably special things for our health that are different from men. And one of those essentials is just to be aware of osteoporosis. I mean, osteoporosis, I know so many women in their 30s and 40s that don't even think about osteoporosis. But if you've got a family history of osteoporosis, then you need to think about it. It's a silent disease process. Well, I don't want to call it disease, but it's a silent condition, uh, which means osteoporosis, you can have it and you can not even know about it. It's not painful. But your bone health is super important because if you have a depleted bone health, which is osteopenia, so your bones are starting to weaken. If you have a fall, then you fracture. Uh, and if you have a fracture, then it impacts lots of things in your life, your ability to work, your ability to drive, your ability to exercise, you've got hopping around on crutches. There's so many things that can be impacted by fracture. So you don't want to go down that avenue. So just be aware of osteoporosis. And ultimately, our bones are a bit like a bank account. We want to try and build up our bones because the bank account, as we get older, starts to diminish. So our bone bank slowly gets smaller through time as we age. Uh, and that's a natural process. But if we've got a lot of bone in the bank, uh, then we're, we're, on, we're on track. So to get more bone in your bank, uh, ultimately, you need a strength program. And you need some impact training. So strength program means lifting weights. Now, if you're not sure what you're doing, then speak to an exercise physiologist or a physio uh, and they can guide you with that. Uh, and then even transitioning to a personal trainer at some point is not a bad idea. Uh, but exercise physiologists are really awesome at, at putting together a, a healthy bone program or a strength program for women. Making sure you've got enough vitamin D and calcium uh, because these are the essential things that you need to be able to build and store bone. And also the next, the last thing is a falls prevention program. So if you're a woman, 
in your 60s or 70s, then falls prevention is one of the key things for osteoporosis as well. Because if you're if you have good balance, then you're less likely to fall and have a problem with osteoporosis. So I know we we often don't think about osteoporosis in our you know 20s, 30s, and 40s, but do think of it as you know like it's a it's a a bank that I need to build up of bone, and that takes exercise, that takes um, nutrition, so vitamin D and calcium. And if you've got a family history, then you you really need to be super aware of that. Another essential part that I often share with women that's essential for body health for them is just to be aware of their pelvic floor and pelvic health. Ultimately, women, when we develop problems with continence or prolapse or have conditions such as painful intercourse, all of these can impact our health in a negative way. So seeing a women's health physio is essential in those circumstances. And the last thing I think as the essentials for women is, is just learning to calm the nervous system. I mean, women give a lot out, right? We, we often give to the point of depletion. And if you can imagine your nervous system has two parts to it, an accelerator and a brake. And if we're always on the accelerator, uh, we run out of fuel. So learning to be able to put the brake pedal on, which means that your parasympathetic nervous system has a chance to kick in, which means it helps your digestion. It helps your immune function. It helps your fertility. Now, there are a couple of ways to be able to learn to put on the brake pedal for yourself. One of them is really simply with the breath. So just a couple of times a day, soften the belly, take five slow breaths into the belly and try a longer exhale. Like I said, that lengthened exhalation can calm the nervous system. But also pausing to take some time out for yourself in whatever way that looks, whether it's a nice walk on the beach or whether it's doing some painting or cooking or something that brings you joy, but pausing to take time out for yourself is a really important way of being able to get that brake pedal on. Adopting a meditation habit, so just 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, that's one of my favourite healthy habits too. But meditation is a great way of, again, being able to figure out how to not always be on the accelerator pedal, but allow some time for the brake pedal to kick in because that's really important for our health. Getting into nature is another way. So ultimately, for today in this podcast, we've looked at a few ways of looking after your body health and my favorite tips for women with their body health. There are kind of three take-home um, messages that I'd like to like to share with you. Uh, the first one is, number one, like I said, take care of the basics. So what you eat, how you sleep, and a little bit of exercise, they're just the really simple things that you can do to, to, to look after your body health. Number two, develop healthy habits and be very careful with your habit formation like I said habits can be developed in an unhealthy way as well so developing healthy habits means just one step at a time that small little ladder rung do that for a couple of weeks reward yourself that way you can keep your momentum rolling so take care of the basics choose some healthy habits to start rolling with for yourself and and like I said the third key tip was really women need a little bit of extra body care we need extra care with our bone health we need extra care with our pelvic and our pelvic floor health and we need a bit of extra care with our nervous systems right learning to press pause and uh, and, and calm the system down and how would it feel for you uh, simply to start taking time out to prioritize your body health like how would that feel so taking those key tips away I hope has helped you today thanks very much for joining me on this podcast today 
If you like what you've heard, it'd be great if you could rate and review this podcast from wherever you are listening. And don't forget to click subscribe so you'll be notified when we release our next episode.